Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Charge Shot Gamescast. I'm your host Ben, aka the Marvelous Iggy, and joining me is a man who is currently lost in some alternate universe of Antarctica. Justin! What? Why? Axiom Verge. Oh. Is it Antarctica? I I think, yeah, I think it's Antarctica. I haven't played it in a few weeks, so I didn't know that's the reference you were making. <laughs> Come on, what do I gotta work with here? And joining me also is my favorite hedgehog, Tyler. You're too slow. <laughs> I am apparently. Hello, everybody, we are the chart. Yes, you are. Uh, at least when it comes to understanding references. That what? was a vague reference. Really? Come on. It was not a vague reference. It's something you've been playing recently. Don't start. With yeah, me. but you just randomly pull out Antarctica when I haven't played the game in a few weeks. Uh- I always pull shit out randomly. That's my personality. It's how I'm not annoying. Anyways, we, we, yeah, that, that, that's true. We are the Charge Shot Games cast. We are a weekly video game podcast dedicated to the games we've been playing, news we've been reading. So, Justin, are you still on the Axiom Verge 2 kick or what? Well, like I said, I haven't played it in a few weeks. Um, so, okay. I hit a wall. And I moved on to something else. It sounded like this, clunk. Literally hit a- I mean, I was literally, literally hitting hit walls wall. because there's a lot of walls in that game. Um, but I moved on to something else. And I was going to come back to it. And then Fist came out. So I started that up um, and got super I into it. I had some jokes uh, intended for that, but something came up last week. Yeah. So I'm really disappointed on that. You missed out on all the fisting jokes. I had my own prepared. That's why I'm sad. Mm. Well... Um, so yeah, anyway, I started that and it's, it's a little hard to do like multiple Metroidvanias at once, uh, just by the oh, nature yeah. of similar gameplay. So I just kind of didn't go back to Axiom Verge 2 and I still want to, but I think I just need some space from it. Um, because I got a little burnt out of like that grind, but like fist felt different enough because like it's got really deep combat and stuff and the Metroidvania elements are just also there tyler you were a child you were a child and a slightly larger child's body you know it's funny the way you phrase that it's almost intentional sometimes it's too easy i'm just talking about the game fist that stars a, a a giant talking rabbit and his robot fist that he uses to uh beat off the bad guys See, now that's I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with that. Uh, uh, question: uh, Is it considered four play or five play? Uh, well, it's single player. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I was kind of hoping that wasn't the answer you were expecting. So, yeah. And then I, like, I'm I'm still like I'm toward the end of Fist. Um, I'm just kind of like, I was having a really hard time with uh, boss, and so I decided to just kind of go through and, and clean up some, you know, um, other route stuff to see if I can get a little stronger first, and then go back to it. But this past week, I didn't have a lot of time for gaming, so I didn't make this a priority. Um, I was trying to check out a few other new things. Like, there was some new games added to Game Pass that I'll talk about in a second. Um and just kind of like casually, like I, I jump back into Persona Five, Persona Four Golden, um, just kind of casually grinding out more days in that. 
something I can do like while, you know, watching a movie or something. Um, I don't have to like actively pay attention all the time. The story's great. I'm not saying that. It's just, I can read it and like, you know, it's, it's, it's not like I'll die from looking away for a second. Um, and yeah, so I, I haven't gone back to either Fist or Axiom Verge 2 in a little while. Um, but I also don't want to get like super burnt out on Metroidvanias with Metroid Dread coming in like two weeks. Heck yeah. Literally, yeah, two weeks. Uh, well, not literally. I think it's like closer to three, but. Um, Semantics. Let's see. It is. Three weeks. Well, it is three Fridays. So less than three weeks. Which is which is there. very cool, um, but of course I say that and then I get back on my bullshit, and so I was running a lot of Super Metroid, um, because I I talked about it last time I think I finally did a one hundred percent complete version of that game, um, like first time like twenty five years of playing it, and to kind of like remember what I, like, well, you know, where everything is, and, um, like, some of the tricks and stuff I was learning, I need to, like, keep playing it to keep that stuff fresh in my mind. Because um, I remember all the stuff from when I was a kid, but that was only, like, maybe 50 to 70% of the items. So, like, there's a lot that I was, I just found out about, like, in the last few years. Um, and they're kind of easy to forget. So I've been trying to do, like, just some quick runs of that, See if I can, you know, get my speed up, learn some new uh, sequence breaks, tricks, that kind of thing. Um, it still feels a little bit different than the typical Metroidvania thing, so I'm not really playing for, like, the um, the exploration of it all. I'm playing for the tricks. So, like, you know, doing the same room over and over again, trying to, uh, to, to get the, like, the mock ball trick, for example. Um... Whereas, like, the other games I was playing for the first time, so there's that, like, that initial, like, I'm lost in a Metroidvania, this is really frustrating element that kind of kills it for me sometimes. Um, so, anyway, I've been playing a lot of Super Metroid, and I, uh, I'm almost done with my combo randomizer that I've been doing on my phone. Um, I was stuck for the longest time because I could not find the flippers like there's basically nowhere else i could go i think there's maybe one dungeon i had access to um and even then i couldn't complete it without the flippers but like i couldn't access the few i had left and it was getting really annoying um so i like i looked up a few things of like you know like top chests that people miss in link to the past to see if there was like just something obvious that i just skipped past and then like Everything on there I'd already gotten. So I looked up, like, all the heart container locations um, to see what maybe, you know, what random spot I might have, like, forgotten to go check that could have a super good item in it. <sighs> Turns out, so if you don't know how randomizers work, you kind of, obviously, like, you don't have much stuff at the beginning. So there's, like, kind of a, a very specific, like, route you take just to clear out the easy chests first. Um, and one of the first areas you go to is Kakariko Village down the well um there's like two or three chests just down that well and then there's a bombable wall that takes you back to like another chest or two mm -hmm. um and then of course there's like blinds house and all that 
Um, so I did that like first thing, got those chests. I think it was like Metroid stuff in them. I, I don't remember. It's been weeks and then moved on. Um, bombs were one of the first things I got, but like, I never went back down the well. I just kind of forgot there was a bomb wall in there. So long story short, I look up heart container locations. It says go behind the bombed wall under the well. And I'm like, surely I got that one, right? Go down there. Two treasure chests are gone, but wall's not bombed. Go back there. Flippers. I could have had them almost the entire game. And I just missed a very obvious chest in the very beginning. Wow. So I had, like, run around rampant, like, in both games, just scouring any possible thing I could have missed. And missed that one very obvious spot. It made me so mad. But once I got that, everything kind of lined up. Because, like... Every other, like, minor item I was missing, like, I didn't have the Cane of Samaria, so I couldn't do Turtle Rock, for example. Um, I was missing the uh, the medallion you need to get into Misery Mire. Like, it was just kind of, you know, there was one thing for each other dungeon that I couldn't get to. But Flippers opened up so many things. Like, I immediately got the Golden Sword and all kinds of other stuff. Um, so after that, basically, like, I would go into a dungeon and find the missing item I needed for the next one. Um, so I'm, now I'm basically cleaning up. Like, I, uh, I'm at the boss of Turtle Rock when I had to quit, and then I think I still have Misery Mire to do because I just got the medallion I needed in Turtle Rock. Um, so it's kind of been, like, honestly, a, a traditional, me- uh, me- wow, a traditional Zelda formula <laughs> where you go into a dungeon, get an item, and then, you know, go to the next dungeon. It's just the item I'm getting is totally random. <laughs> um, it just happens to be one of the ones I'm missing to make progress. Um, cause I've basically done everything in the overworld now. So it's just dungeon items. Um, I did have one weird moment where I had gotten every other chest in the dungeon, but the big chest and I didn't have the big key. So I'm pretty sure the big key randomized into the big chest because it's one of the dungeons where you don't need it to complete the boss, uh, to get to the boss. I should say, I think it was like the, the ice. No, it was the swamp. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the Swamp Palace. Um, so, like, technically, you know, just in the randomizer thing, the big key can get stuck in the chest if that's the only chest left in the dungeon. Because then you don't need the big key for anything. Um, but it made me mad because I kept feeling like I was missing an item somewhere in that dungeon. So I ran through it, like, two or three times. And I was like, no. It's always the worst feeling. I got everything. <laughs> but it's it's just confusing. Um, especially if someone's trying to do, like, 100%. Uh, chest run or treasure run like you're gonna have that one that you just can't even get into and that would be annoying but anyway um yeah so basically i just have to finish up like one more dungeon and then i can you know boom complete link to the past and then jump into uh the metroid side and just run torian like i'm done in that game i just didn't beat it yet because i wanted to see if i get more missile tanks and stuff in zelda first and then, um, on the same vein, I did a random, um, afternoon, like Sunday afternoon stream, uh, yesterday as of this recording. And I just, I was in the mood to do a Super Metroid randomizer, like just a normal Super Metroid randomizer. Um, kind of like a casual run just to see like, you know, how, uh, how much I, how much of the item collection I remember. Um, again, keep those those skills fresh. And um, I decided to make it kind of fun because I was doing it on stream. 
and also did randomized colors. So every area was a random color palette, and then the items in those areas were random. So, like, every single time I got into, a, like, a new room, I had no idea what anything was going to look like. <laughs> and it was really fun, because there was some ugly color combos in there. Um, that just seems annoying. No, it was kind of cool. Like, some of it was really bad, and I hated it, and I wanted to get out of those places immediately. Um, like, Upper Meridia, that's usually kind of pink, was, like, this, like, snot green. And, like, the environment Ugh. in there is already kind of, like, slimy looking, but it's, like... You know, oh, pinkish yeah. cream, it's so it's fine. When it's like snot green, you're just like, ugh, no. When did I start playing Boogerman? Yeah, exactly. It was, it was rough. But I had a really cool, like, green Ridley that looked, like, honestly cooler than the regular one. And um, there was, like, kind of a like a navy blue craid with, like, uh, green accents. Like, his eyes and, like, fangs and stuff were, like, kind of a bright neon green. Uh, so we kind of looked like a like a phase on crate. It was really cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that that was super fun uh, because it was a, it was a fairly easy seed. Like I did a casual run um, with a faster modifier, so it kind of like it helps you find more like good items on you know on your path as you go, um, rather than like missile tank after missile tank after missile tank. I just thought that would be kind of boring to watch. Um, so I ended up doing really well. And actually, ha- not only had, like, uh, I-, I completed the randomizer, which is the first time I've actually, like, completed one of these randomizer runs I've done. I usually get stuck um, or, like, run out of time or whatever. And you can't really go back to them because you forget what you've already done. Um, so, yeah, it was exciting to actually beat one for once. Um, but it was also the fastest uh, high percent run I've ever gotten of the game. Um which with the randomizer, it's a little different because, like, you know, you're obviously not following the normal path. Um, right. So, like, it could be really short. It could be really long. It depends. But I thought we were making pretty good pace considering I would just kind of screw around every now and then, um, you know, to, to have fun for the stream. But it ended up being, like, two hours and 23 minutes or something like that. Uh, completion right. time with, like, 95% item collection. And, like, I knew what the rest of the items were. Like, I didn't technically miss any. Um, I just saw them, realized they weren't that, like, important. They were just, like, missile tanks or whatever, and didn't feel the need to waste the time to go back. Right, exactly. Which I'm glad I did, because I would have gotten stuck. So, I thought I selected an option that's called Fast Torian, which basically, like, in the description it says you just kind of skip through it. Like, there's no Metroids or anything, and you can just kind of beeline to, to, to Mother Brain. Because honestly, at that point, like, who cares? You have all the items, like, you can beat the game. Why deal with the Metroids? So I selected that, but got the Ice Beam just in case there was an issue down there. And I get down there, and there's Metroids everywhere. Um, It seemed like the area was shorter, like, some of the rooms were cut out or something. Um, But it was still a a decent path through the Metroids to get to Mother Brain. So yeah, that would have sucked to be soft-locked down there without the (laughs) Ice Beam. Um, oh yeah, but yeah the the ninety five item the ninety five percent item completion with that time was the main thing because I could do a fast run and like skip stuff, but there's really not much I actually skipped. Like it was it was things where like you have to um, go down the same way multiple times, just like uh, kind of branching paths. 
So like I saw what was in each path and then just took the one that, with the better stuff in it and didn't really bother going through it again because it's a waste of time. Um, so yeah, I did that and exported the uh, the stream out to YouTube because I was proud of it and I wanted to share with more people and because I know you know Twitch vods are unreliable, um, and it seemed like the kind of thing that might like catch the the speed run algorithms and maybe I could get some people watch it and, like give me pointers and stuff, you know. Um, but yeah, that was probably like my hypest thing of the week. Um, but aside from that, like I said, I played a little bit more Persona 4 Golden. Um, I've been kind of like slowly chipping away at that game. Um, I'm not as invested in it as I was P5, I think just because like the dungeons are kind of boring. Um, but the characters are still really good, except GA. GA sucks. Um, but she likes me. Wow. Uh, she's annoying. Um, but I completed the first dungeon, um, got my my next party member, and and like investigating the next part um with i think the character voiced by troy baker right yeah kanji yeah he's pretty great i just saw yeah. his his midnight channel and i was like oh my that voice acting <laughs> is yeah, fantastic and he is incredibly sexually confused and it's great mm-hmm. it seems like it's gonna be really fun um but yeah it's just the dungeon crawl itself gets kind of old with the randomized hallways that like all kind of look the same i know it's a ps2 game originally but like those those finely crafted dungeons in P five just really spoiled me. It's hard to go backwards through the series now. Um, but um, aside from that, I uh, I kind of just dabbled in a few new Game Pass games. Um, so I bounced off Skatebird real quick. Um, it has a lot of like aesthetic charm to it, but. It's a, a janky skating game. Like, after you make your bird and actually get into, like, the, you know, the skate park or whatever. The skating. It does not feel mm-hmm. good to control. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, I think it's one of those, like, Untitled Goose Game type things where it's, like, if you appreciate the jank, you'll probably have fun with it. But. Esoteric nonsense? Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but I just, I did not enjoy controlling it. Um, Missed opportunity for a Tony Hawk pun. I know. I get. I, there might be a hawk in there. Um, there's a raven. So like they do a few of like the bigger birds and just kind of shrink them down to like you know burb form. Um, so there might be a hawk. I'm not sure. And then um, I checked out uh, Super Liminal, which is kind of like a quirky. Like you can tell they're kind of trying to be Portal, um, but it's got its own style of like. You pick up ob- objects in your surroundings and, like, depending on how you kind of perceive them in first person, that decides their size. And you, like, manipulate their size just through perspective. Kind of like, you know, Lord of the Rings filming, where it's like they put the humans in front of the screen and the hobbits in the back or something like that. So oh, it yeah, made them yeah. look different size. It's kind of that thing. Like, if you put, if you hold the object, like, across the room and then you drop it, It'll be huge and take up, like, that whole corner, because that's how it looks in your eyes. Um, and, like, there's some cool puzzles in there where you have to, like, make a giant block tiny to be able to get it over, like, a wall. Um, because the wall doesn't let you take objects through it. So you have to kind of, like, throw it, you know, out of bounds. Um, to hit the block on the other side. But I got out of kind of the opening, like, uh 
I guess I'd call it tutorial area. And it like dropped me into kind of a, like a hotel level suite. And I had no idea what to do. Like without the guidance of kind of a, you know, level based system, it felt like a very confusing sandbox with like no real, uh, motivator outside of just hey i can make this thing bigger hey i can make this thing smaller <laughs> um so i'm I'm sure it, like it seems very cool but it was tripping me up too much uh so without the actual like guidance of a tutorial i got lost um what i spent the most time with was flynn son of crimson and who oh boy it's a cute little level platformer um it's not like revolutionary or anything I actually thought it was going to be more of a Metroidvania before it finally came out. It's been wishlisted on, on Steam forever. So when it dropped on Game Pass, I was like, yes, please, I'll play it for free. Mason, you mind? I'm telling a story. He heard me say Crimson. He's like, Yeet I'm red. Yeet the cat. No. I just lightly toss him onto a cushiony surface. Um, That's a yeet, my friend. No, he's okay. You just yeeted the he's cat. He's okay. Anyway. Um... It is level-based, but, like, the levels themselves have some, like, alternate paths and stuff through them that you can, like, you know, find to get branching path levels and stuff. Kind of in a Super Mario World vein, but the gameplay itself is kind of more, um, like, sword platformer. So you kind of, you know, tap-tap-tap combo against enemies. You can dodge roll out of the way. Um, you have, like, a ranged, like, magic hand that you can spit out to, like, hit uh, switches across the way or, you know, slowly wheedle away enemy health. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really cool. Like, it's it's kind of a simple... It's I wouldn't quite call it, like, a baby platformer, but it is a little simpler, like, in these first few worlds, at least. Uh, it's a lot of, like, drop through a platform... Hop over a few pits, you know, kill a few enemies, hit a switch, like, ride the platform up to the next area, like, very basic platforming stuff. Um, but it's got a really nice, like, uh, sprite animation style and just a, a confidence in its, um, in its storytelling that makes me curious, like, what's happening because uh, you just kind of play this boy and his dog, which the dog is, like, giant. And um, you get caught up in being the son of Crimson, essentially. Like, the like Crimson is, like, this uh, this thing, like, this spirit or whatever. Uh, that's, like, a powerful force that the enemy is trying to take. And it chooses you instead. Uh, so you get imbued with these magical powers and have to, like, figure out what they mean and, like, chase the enemy that you know, is trying to basically kill you and take the power from you. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's really cool. And I definitely recommend it if you have Game Pass. Um, I recommend it anyway, but, I mean, it's a no-brainer, because it's, like, one of the coolest things on there right now. I have it on, downloaded on my console, just haven't played it yet. Yeah, I think you'll like it. I was actually going to say, like, after I played it for a bit yesterday, that um, I I think it's one you should really look out for. Because it seems right up your alley from an art style and gameplay standpoint. Um, and then... I do have a type. Yeah. <laughs> and then, very briefly, I just want to say that I still miss Fortune Street. 
Um, I've I've been talking about that for a few weeks now, and I downloaded. Yes, you have. Yeah, I downloaded a um, a Wii ROM of it because I own the game. It's legal technically, um, so that I don't have to dust off my Wii to play it. And my wife has been talking about it too, so I thought that's something like. I want to dust off your Wii, man. You don't want to get that dusty at that down there. <sighs> you you walked right into that. You can dust off these nuts. Um, I would gladly <laughs> present them. What was that? Uh oh. Uh, cat's being mischievous. Yeah, again. I'm gonna see what's going on. But yeah, I miss Fortune Street, and so I downloaded it so I can uh, try miss it out and play with my wife. <laughs> okay, next person. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right, Tyler, what have you been up to, my dude? Uh, admittedly, I haven't been up to much the last few weeks. Uh, aside from work and uh, occasional uh, sleep apnea, which I'm definitely getting worked out, um, I've mostly been playing No More Heroes 3, honestly. Uh, I've gotten up to the point where I've almost beaten the game. Uh, i become the number two ranked assassin, and all I got nice. is the final boss, Fu. Uh, it's not a secret that he's the final guy. They advertise him all the time when all the trailers and stuff. You know, he's the guy that says that he's a goddamn superhero on, in the inside of the box. And I did joke <laughs> about that at one point. Uh, that's uh, when I got my copy of No More Heroes 3. They sent me goddamn superhero by accident. So I thought that was pretty funny. But anyway, uh, the gameplay loop is pretty similar uh, to what I explained about it last time. Um, you basically uh, fighting these random matches uh, against all of these uh, different type of alien mooks. And then after you finish those, you uh, get enough money to get into said ranking match. Some of them are pretty unique, honestly. Uh, one of the coolest bosses that I fought so far was, I think it was number six, called uh, Velvet Chair Girl who is the most non-traditional boss fight in an action game I've ever seen. Pretty much because you're just playing a game of musical chairs of her and her mooks. And uh, if you don't get the, to the chair on time when the music stops, uh, her alien that shoots Adrian beams instantly kills you. So that's always fun. Uh, one thing I didn't elaborate on last time I talked about No More Heroes 3 was that... Uh, in the older games, to do, like, shadow dodges, uh, you had to be locked uh -huh. onto the enemy, and you had to press the right stick, which seems kind of awkward. I rarely got to work in the first game, and not at all when I played through Desperate Struggle. In this game, uh, dodging is mapped to the A button, which is much more uh, simple to use. Like, shadow dodging is much easier to do in this game, and it actually rewards you for actually slowing down time and getting in more hits. And it actually adds in a jump button, so you can add in jump combos. I rarely use it, though. Uh, it's mainly only used to get past shockwave attacks that you can't dodge by dodging. Uh, that's pretty much it for No More Heroes 3. I'm almost at the end game, so I'll probably... Uh, I won't spoil it, though, so... We're in the end game now. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was the only way. Turns into dust. But yeah, the only other stuff I've been playing uh, for the past week or so, I kind of got into uh, Arc System Works Fix. Like, I've been playing a whole bunch of uh, their games for a bit now, probably to get my motivation back for making Tiger Shoes reviews. 
Like, I know the last one, the, the next one I'm doing is Bloody Roar, but I kind of fell off of that after, like, one session of recording and just felt like playing Guilty Gear instead. And then that transition <laughs> into me getting a sealed copy of Blaze Blue Calamity Trigger for PlayStation 3, and I've been playing that for the last couple of days, and yeah, that game is still really fun. Uh, I haven't gotten to the story mode yet because that's technically the last thing that you have to do uh, after completing every character's arcade mode, but all the characters in the game are pretty unique. Uh, you got Rock of the Blood Edge, which is pretty much the Ryu of the game, except Instead of throwing, like, traditional fireballs or shoryukens or whatever, he still has one, but his whole gimmick is that uh, his drive attack... Uh, drive attacks are pretty much uh, your character's, like, unique move. And his unique move is... Uh, basically, his whole gimmick surrounds uh, his uh, attacks pretty much absorbing your opponent's health, and then it's a his. So, like, if you're super low on health, you can instantly leech off your opponent, which is pretty cool. And uh, most of his special attacks can do that, which is neat. Uh, I also played through um, Rachel Alucard's uh, arcade mode, which I was almost finished with before we started recording, but... Nice. Yeah, she's one of the weirder ones. Uh, she's basically... Yeah, she has the the cats, right? Uh, she has the cat umbrella and uh, the bat projectiles. Basically, her whole game plan is that she's a zoner where... Uh, she has a special attack called Sword Iris, where you set up these uh, bat platforms. You can only set up, like, three at a time on screen. And then you do a command that makes them turn into lightning rods that do, like, a ton of damage. And um, she also has all these other moves that are pretty much, like, keep away cent central. Like, she sends out a frog that electrocutes you. There's also a pumpkin that uh, floats around that can also shock you. Yeah, her whole game plan is pretty much just get the fuck away from me. I'm a princess. But, yeah, that's all pretty fun. I also dabble a bit with uh, Arakune, which is pretty much the weirdest fighting game character ever. Because if you've ever seen Spirit Away, he's pretty much the blobby ghost with, uh, the, with the three-hold mask. And uh, his whole gimmick is... Uh, his name is No-Face? Should... Yeah, No-Face. Uh, they're basically... Uh, they're based off of the Japanese uh, no-face ghosts. But yeah, his whole gimmick is he shoots bugs at you, and he can curse you, and when you push buttons, more bugs shoot at you. But his movement is really weird. He doesn't, like, dash like the rest of the cast. He just kind of teleports around and just floats everywhere because he's like a bag of bugs. Yeah. Yeah, he's... He's weird. Like Oogie Boogie? weird. Yeah, he's pretty much Oogie Boogie. More more abstract than that, though. Um, yeah. Like, he literally turns into, like, a whole bunch of uh, different weird forms for his attacks. Like, you'd have to see it in action. It's really something. Yeah, he's very malleable. Let's just say that much. Yeah. He's goopy. That's what he is. Ew. But, yeah, uh, that's pretty much it for me. I've kind of just dabbled into other smaller fighting games just to get ideas for the video after Bloody Roar, so look out for that in the future. Uh, just throwing that out there. Alright, thank you. So, uh, first I want to talk about The Ascent, which is what me and Thomas have been playing on my stream on Saturdays. It's been our co-op game. 
And now that we're like a good chunk into it, I, I say to say that I think the game is really fun. We're now getting to the point where we're like getting abilities, getting better augments and guns. It's a really fun game. The problem is it's it's not a bug field mess, but there are some some bugs in it that can make it like okay, fuck, I gotta restart the game. I gotta re. It's minor. It's honestly minor things. Everything else presentation wise, it's great. Gameplay wise, it's really really fun. And like now, me and Thomas both unlocked. Basically, we have the ability to do Kamehameha's in the game, and it's it's pretty sick. And we unlock spider friends. You ha- uh, after you beat this like, big ass mechanical spider boss, you unlock it's uh, I guess this thing where you can have spider drones, and they're basically suicidal spider drones. It's a really cool game. Like I feel like for anybody who is maybe dissatisfied with Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, maybe they they want to have a Cyberpunk game to play. I feel like this is it. It's it's buggy in it. There's definitely problems with it, but I feel like it's much like it's 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 st- now it's stable enough, but there's still some problems with it. it don't play this on Xbox One X because God, the load load times are unbearable. But if you can play this on the Series X or PC, it's way better. Um, we're having a lot of fun just shooting shit up and just experimenting things uh, on it. Um, I, I really I really like playing it with on, on uh, with Thomas on Saturdays. Um, and, uh, besides that, uh, speaking of streams, I officially started Dead Cells this past Tuesday to celebrate my one year anniversary of returning to Twitch. And, uh, I did not expect Dead Cells to hook me like it did, but it fucking has hooked me. I I haven't beaten the game yet. I've just been doing runs and it is so addicting. It's literally it's just the same thing I had with Hades a year ago. Just, just one more run, please. Just one more run. And I feel like the runs are even shorter in Hades, where it like runs either end faster, or they will, or like they're not that long, and I can just start another one immediately. And it does a great job of like you do retain enough stuff to make you make your journey easier. You can upgrade how many health flash you can get. You can upgrade. Um, like you can unlock certain weapons that you'll uh, that you'll get in there. My favorite so far are these Hermes sandals, and you literally kick the shit out of your opponent. You <laughs> can kick him through doors, and it's and you can stun them. It's awesome. Like gameplay wise, it's fantastic, and somehow it manages to con- get a Metroidvania like traversing and map structure, but put it in an arcade sense. And what I mean by that is. Every single map is always random generated, uh, even though you go through the... I've, I've only been through four areas so far, and there's at least five more that I am i haven't been to. Uh, but And it's all structured like a Metroidvania, but you're constantly going, going, going. Because you get a bonus either, A, if you beat, if you, uh, beat the first stage in under two minutes, um, you get like more money, you get more dead cells, which is how you upgrade stuff. It's an incentive. But also, if you manage to just like, maybe take your time... Uh, if you beat 30 enemies without taking damage, you get a reward there. I haven't done that one yet at all because I'm too stupid to not know when to dodge properly. But it's really good. There's unique weapons. It feels fun to play. It, it looks cool. It surprised me. Our good friend Lo told us told me it's a it's that those model. It's all it's 3D. The the it's not sprites. They just made it look like that. But it's a th- it's 3D models, which I was astounded by. Well, what's cool about the map? Um, just real quick, because I've talked about this game before. Um, it's, it's a roguelike in that every run is unique and like, it starts you over basically, but these, the general map structure is the same. 
So like there's there's like a block of rooms and then like down from that there's another block of rooms and like you know to the right. right of that is another block of rooms and so like you know the direction you're going like in a you know exactly. metroidvania map way it's the the block of rooms inside of it's sorry it's the rooms that are inside of that block that are randomized each time so like you can go to the left and you'll find a new area but like you know the next time you go to the left there will still be rooms there it just won't be the same rooms Right, either be the chess, more enemies, or something. But it's always refreshing to play. Um, it's it's just really, really good. And finding different weapons, experimenting them. One time I just went with, like, I don't usually like using shields, but there was something I, I upgraded to get the ice shield. And there's something about getting a successful parry and then freezing everybody. I love getting I love getting the ice weapons so far. You just literally stun them and you just go whale on them. It's... I again with Hades last year. I really hate that it's taking. It took me this long to just say fuck it, play it. And once I'm playing it, I don't want to play anything else. I legitimately don't. I just want to keep doing runs after runs after runs. Even if and eventually, as 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 I did with Hades via War of Attrition, I'm gonna get to the end. I'm gonna beat it. It's only a matter of when. Uh, not. Uh, it's only a matter of when, not uh, of how, not when. Um. I really like it. Um, I'll probably keep playing it for myself, and maybe I'll turn it into a stream game. Like every now and then, if I like, ah, oh, you know, I feel like playing Dead Cells because like, it's like easily one of those games where the story is like secondary, and there's a there's definitely lore to it, but it's the gameplay that keeps me coming back, and just it's it's so easy to just pick up and play and put down and come back because a run ends like that if you wanted to, or you know, you can just put it on pause and come back, and then bam, you're right into the mix again. Really, really good stuff. Like seriously, and I and there's DLC for it, which I'll get at some point. But right now, I'm just trying to get my more familiar with how like different weapons and upgrading the base stuff because I think the DLC is like mid game to end game stuff, which I don't think I'm nowhere near since I technically just started. Um, fan, fantastic. Uh, lastly, I will talk about Axiom Verge because Axiom Verge two specifically. Because uh, I just I got it because some dude tipped me twenty bucks and I figured fuck it here let me just buy Axiom Verge two it's a game that I was looking forward to and I'll try it and I haven't played too much far into it I literally just got to where you go you meet the other people that are trapped in this alternate dimension oh. I'm literally just there okay so I, I I started it and then of course Dead Cells got in the, got in the way so I I'm not sure how I feel about the environment so far I'm sure it's gonna get weirder but I really. I'm not sure how I feel about, like, everything just looks too natural. That's just my only... Like, it doesn't feel like I'm in another alternate reality besides the drones and the robots there. I'm sure it's going to get weird. I'm sure it's going to get hella strange. But so far, the... What I think of... When I think of Axiom Verge, I think of those creepy pulsating walls. I think of those foreign enemies. I think of, like, you're basically in something. Versus here, so far, it's like, oh, it's it's an iceberg. Okay. Oh, here's, here's a river. Here's a lake. It feels very normal. And I feel like there's something underneath the surface that I'm not seeing yet. Um, well, two things. A lot to see. I mean, I'm, one, it is, like, it's a prequel. So... The the you know the original Axiom Verge is like, see I didn't know it was a prequel I I I don't know anything I didn't I couldn't tell you I couldn't tell you it was a oh, prequel or not. Oh well, that that's been in all the marketing and everything. Sorry. Um, so like the the you know quote unquote first game is like 
what it's like a simulation or something, right? Um, I guess. Yeah, I think it's so. been it's a been while. while. Yeah. So, ugh. um, so that like is its own kind of beast or whatever. Um, whereas this one is like actually in a you know a place like it's like it's Antarctica or whatever. Um, it's an alternate ver- alternate reality version of Antarctica. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we don't actually know where it is. I was just, you said it's Antarctica. So right, like, right, right. Yeah. yeah. And then two, um, there is a pretty, um, a, a pretty big shift, it, but it takes like a disappointing amount of time to get the item that like kind of shifts it. And that's a shame. Um, that's all I'll say, but I, I kind of agree with you that like the early stuff is a little meandering. Yeah, it seems like he wants to he wants to uh, bake it in uh, versus Axiom Verge one definitely just threw you in and like what the fuck is going mm-hmm. on versus here he's definitely slow building it so far which I think is interesting mm-hmm. you know do, he 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 could have easily have done the same game again and just had success and I I admire the boldness of trying something new I don't like I don't like the map layout it's very right? hard to tell where you're going it's like. I understand maybe that like the, the 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 clear like the clear you know blue and red boxes are not stylish, but even Bloodstained Ritual of the Night had that, and you could tell where you're at. Okay, this is this, this is this. It's really hard, even when you zoom in. It's really hard to tell what you're looking at. Yeah, and it's kind of and it kind of hurts my eyes. Even like playing on handheld mode or, or or TV mode, it's it's not. That's that's a design criticism. I feel like I had that he could have you could have just done. The block system or something, and then had another had a detailed. I feel like it, I don't think it would have been out of the question to have a detailed map, and then you have like the mini map, which is what we're technically used to. And imagine but that as I, you I, as you get more map. Yeah, I, I can <laughs> I can already see it. So we'll see. I'm sure I'll, I'll like I'll I'll persevere through it. I'm not sure how to feel about the melee combat because I really did enjoy the gun mm-hmm. combat of the first one. So we'll see how I feel. I mean, like I I. Unlike uh, some people, uh, not calling you Justin, but I know I like Symphony of the Night. Some people don't in terms of like the Metroidvania. How much do you balance it? I if if as long as I get cool looking weapons to where I'm doing physical attacks. Besides a fucking uh, what am I having a crowbar? It's a pickaxe. I have a crowbar at the beginning. Pickaxe. Like as long as I get cool weapons, I'm fine. I'll, I'll do melee. I don't mind melee, but. I just want the weapons to look cool. The weapons in Axiom Verge were cool. And that was a huge reason for me to want to search shit is to find new guns. So we'll have to see. I'm very early on. Uh, I'm probably going to get hooked on it. At least I think I will. So far I'm having a good time with it. But um, yeah, uh, that's all I've really been playing. Not much. Uh, Unfortunately, I had to deal with a uh, washer problem and we got a new washer uh, which I use today, and it works amazing. Nice. Um, I love it, and that's how I know I'm old, because I got excited <laughs> for a fucking washer. Hey, it's a big deal. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, Oops. And uh, and didn't pay that much money for it, considering how much it originally was, so that's that's always nice. good. Nice. Um, and, and uh, oh yeah, I, I guess I'll talk about it, since I, we're not we're not going to do a movie review on this for a while. I This morning I decided to watch Mortal Kombat, uh, Battle of the, Mortal Kombat Legends Battle of the Realms, the sequel to Scorpion's Revenge. Mm. Um, I wanted to like it, and there are parts that I liked, but the movie does not stop for no man. I won't spoil anything for you guys, but, like, 
it feels like they had they they, they had too much to cram in like an hour fifteen. Mm-hmm. Like it legit feels too much. Um, it's I'll tell you this much: it's not just the Mortal Kombat two tournament that's there, and those parts are cool. It is that gruesomeness you want from Mortal Kombat, and I think the characters are cool. Johnny Cage is cool. Um, like it's there, but I feel like. There's a and you're gonna tell what it what, what it is early on. Okay, you could have just cut that to focus more on the other thing um, entirely because the the ending is just like it's not over yet, and then it just felt like it was dragging at the end. So I, do I regret I bought it? No, because the fights were awesome, and you know it's it's cool to see well done MK animated stuff. Unlike back in the nineties, what we got was those cart those awful cartoons. Combat so, time. Uh, maybe. We, Maybe maybe it shows up on um on HBO Max or something. I give it a shot. Uh, the box art is cool. I have it right here. Here it is. Mortal Kombat Battle Battles of the Realm. It's inverted, so you can't see. Very cool box art. Uh, shout outs to Raiden, but Liu Kang is the center character of this movie. So you like Liu Kang and Kung Lao, like all the characters there. Um, Striker shows up. He's there. The I'll I'll complain about Striker real quick. Striker's only lines in this movie are. I can't believe this is happening. Oh, I can't believe guy. we're in this evil, even evil dictator in this alternate world. He's that's all he says. He has no other character development. But I he's, can't believe like, it's not I, butter. Well, he, he's just literally like this can't be happening. Why is this happening? Oh my god, this is insane. Um, and also, it's one thing to happen in the game when you see like characters like arms break. There's instances in this movie where like, okay, your arm is. I saw your arm get broken in an extra because they do Mortal Kombat X uh, uh, like zoom ins on the people's skeletons being broke on like their bones being broken. They do that shit. So if you're a person who's not into that, may want to not watch this movie. But like, it's one of those like, okay, fuck it, you're fine. Like, I, like there's a point where Sonya Lake gets like a freaking spear through her leg and she's somehow still fighting at like full capacity. Okay, you know what? It's Mortal Kombat. It's fine. It is what it is. Um, nothing can change that. But. Uh, wait for it on HBO Max is what I'll say or like maybe it's like four bucks on streaming if you want to watch it I kind of want to watch both this one and Mortal Kombat the first one and this one back to back see how maybe it works better that way but we'll see um, I think that's going to do it for the game section guys we are going to move to a commercial break and when we come back we are going to talk about Den News Den the the DRM thing no, no. Hello everybody, welcome to the news part of the Char Shot Games Cast. It's time to talk about something a little bit more crazy, a little bit more insane. We're going to take you to how rampant space particles might be behind a Mario speedrun glitch, a well-known one. Um, talk about, and this is courtesy of PC Gamer, talk about the butterfly effect when something goes wrong or indeed right with your PC. Cosmic rates aren't exactly the first phenomenon that comes to your mind. But once you've rolled out software bugs and established that a hardware fault isn't the culprit, there's a real possibility that high-energy radiation from supernova could be to blame for your character's erratic behavior or the random blue screen of death. YouTube's uh, Veritasium detailed Veritasium. recent video how Cosmic Ray... Veritasium, whatever. It's a made-up name, so I can sound it however I want. Um, okay. Could be spicing up your technology, technological encounters, for better or worse. As Dr. Leaf... She, that's not a made-up news. So I don't want to mess it up. Sheik? Sheik? I think it's Sheik. Sheik? Sheik? 
Principal engineering radiation effects at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory confirms an upset there, a transient there, can alter the function of these devices. He explains, so a blue screen of death that you get might actually be have might have a neutron, uh, might have been a neutron or whatnot. Um, <laughs> or whatnot, so is such a like, scientific way to end something. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, in fact, one Super Mario 64 speedrunner uh, was as quite convincingly attributed, which what was an apparent glitch to interference of cosmic rays. Back in 2013, during a speedrun during TikTok clock level of Super Mario 64, Dota T-Bag's character, user Dota T-Bag's character, wow, that's a name, uh, <laughs> shot suddenly upward toward the floor and onto a platform even after a $1,000 bounty was put on by Penicoic 2012. Well, that's also a name. One managed to replicate the apparent glitch that is, until the same music came out six years later with proof that caused that placed comics grades at the forefront of befuddled minds everywhere. With a single bit flip that swapped one zero in Mar- Mario's vertical position coordinate, the user script has finally managed to replicate that warp up. The most likely cause of the original error that then must be cosmic rays. Seems legit, but understand how this could occur, possibly occur while it's unlikely like radiation from other sources causing the issue. We need to go back further. And this kind of goes into like the history of like Cosmic radiation and stuff like that. I just find it cool and and also terrifying that cosmic rays can cause something like that. I don't understand this at all. <laughs> I think I think it's like, it's just like how it interferes with signals and stuff like that. I mean, like shit. There's been I've been seeing fucking doomsday articles of how like a fucking uh, super heat wave, supernova something could fuck could basically take down the internet world internet's. Uh, the world internet for like months or something like that and it could happen within the next de- decade so who knows that could be just fear mongering Y2K actually happened yeah exactly so I, I put this in there just because I thought it was cool sure I just don't understand it at all alright it's too well, big for my small brain yeah and you're not gonna and you're continue you're gonna continue to not understanding to understand me but uh Tyler will because we have Battle Rangers Battle for the Grid Battle update. Rangers. We get an official <laughs> Season 4 trailer. Battle Rangers, yes. I'm it's just being time, all... baby. Yes. So, uh, after the success of... Well, success, I guess... I assumed, and probably other people did, after the release of Chun-Li and uh, Ryu in May of this year... God, that was only May? Good lord. <laughs> um, May of this year, uh, we officially get a, 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 a teaser trailer for Season 4... And first joining us, which you're probably watching right now, is Adam, the ninja, the the Black Ninja Power Ranger from uh, either the Mighty the Ninja series or the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, voiced by our uh, favorite um, God uh, Johnny Young Bosch, yeah. voicing him again. Yeah, yeah that, the goat. Yeah, so this is where if you want to know where Johnny Young Bosch came from, he was a Power Ranger first. That was his big break. Um, and God damn does. Adam Park look fucking ridiculous. Like yeah, that's man. a cool character. Jesus, goddamn Christ! The the Ninja part characters in uh, versus games are cool as it is, and having uh, Adam Park, one of the best Power Rangers in the entire series, next to uh, Tommy, um, that's a really cool call. Right, and I'll I'll never forget oh, when he God. came back to, in in the show. To put on the old uh, Power Ranger outfit, even though the power cone was damaged. But the part in this trailer that fucks me up is at forty, starting at forty nine seconds, where all of a sudden he uses an EX move, and you're literally getting hit from both sides, which is probably a super move. But it just looks so visually cool. Um, uh, this is actually a callback to uh, uh, Yun and Yang's uh, Super State in uh, Street Fighter three and four. 
okay. uh, which is also a callback because Johnny Young Bosch was also uh, Yang in the Street Fighter Four Arcade Edition. Nice, I did not know that. Um, so yeah, uh, and of course, also coming in season four, Doggy Kruger is getting his Commander Universe skin. So if you saw Doggy Kruger uh, with the, the blue Power Ranger with the sword, voiced by Carl Herbert, uh, this is his actual face. He's he's legit a dog. He's a dog. I yeah, did not know he was. Man. I didn't know he was a dog man. It's kind of unsettling. Put the mask back on. It um, looks exactly the same as it did in uh, SPD. Yeah, so I, they got that I, down at least. I do like his like uniform, but I'm like, put the mask on. Then we get like a weird like, clown villain like or Poissandra. This is like, there's a lot of Power Ranger villains they could have like drawn from, you know. And I kind of like the boldness. Of, I don't even know where she's from because I don't remember her from Mighty uh, Morphin. She's relatively recent, from what I understand. At the end of the trailer, it says that she's from Dar- Dino Charge. Oh, okay, that's that's the newest series. So, yeah, like I, I like she looks weird, but like unsettling. Uh, and then we and then we get a teaser trailer, a, t- a teaser image for the thing people have been asking for since Lord Zed was introduced. Rita Repulsa is going to be a playable fighter. How is she not in this uh, game? I don't understand. I don't know. It's budget and choosing and who knows, man, right? There's, there's the, the Power Rangers cast, uh, like, how many characters there are, you could theoretically, they could theoretically be feeding this game for years. Um, and, like, I, I can't wait to see how she plays because she's not a traditional fighter. Uh, you know, her thing is, make my monster grow! You know, that's her thing, right? So is she going to be a puppet character where she can summon putties or other monsters to come kick your ass? That'd be cool. You know, obviously she's, obviously she she's going to have the... She might be a character. She might kind of be, like, Nine from uh, Blaze Blue Central Fiction and Crosstag, where she uses, like, mid-range magic shit. Probably. She's definitely going to have magic because she is known as a powerful sorceress. I was thinking, like, V in uh, DMC5. Like, you don't actually play as V. You just, like, control his his creations as his attacks. Yeah, like, a pun- pro- I mean, I can see that, where, like, if you do a punch, instead of her punching, it's going to be a putty. Yeah. Or if you do a... Stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. I could definitely see that. Uh, her super will probably be, make my monster grow. She throws down the spear. It Maybe, maybe like, they'll get, like, a... Like, a uh, 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 iconic monster, and you'll see him like grow big and step on you, or something, or do a bla- energy blast at you. So mm, yeah, step on that. me, Rita. I would expect that. So, like that. I mean, like it goes to show you a game with good net code, a game with that's crossplay with fucking everything, and is getting regular support. And it's I think it's really commendable because when this game came out, it was rough visually, gameplay wise, roster wise. People weren't exactly one hundred percent sold on it. But as they've had time to improve the visuals, improve, like add new characters, add new stuff, God, like this game is just wonderful. If you haven't played it, number one, it's on Xbox Game Pass still, so go try it out. Just the base game. They've released like I think like the like the, the 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 Mighty Morphin Edition, which is like sixty bucks, and that comes with everything up to season three at least. So. Go check it out. It's definitely one of the best fighting games out there. And again, if you buy it on PC, but your friend plays on Switch, that doesn't matter because it's fucking cross-play. Because you can play with each other, and that's the best part. That is, that is the ultimate best part. again when, uh, when uh, Adam Park drops. Yeah, Lo really oh, wants yeah. to fight you. Yeah, Lo, Lo, yeah like, I He just got it, and he's already... No, he's been messaging he's me. He's already talking he's trash. He's been messaging me. 
He wants to zone me out. I have to practice Battle for the Grid. I actually turned it on. Um, low. I still want that MVCI run back, but for sure, buddy. Um, all yeah, right. Jumping that shit too. All right. So let's move on to the next bit of news. As uh, the and this has already officially happened. The Nintendo Switch officially adds Bluetooth support after four years. Therefore, God, killing finally. the entire market of Bluetooth adapters for the system entirely. Proving all along they could have done this. Yes. Yeah, right. Wonder why. Like, who knows? Like, the thought process behind Nintendo is weird. But I have used it. I decided it because like, I've I bought a Bluetooth adapter, and luckily my Bluetooth adapter is not going to use because I need it for this PC to use my Bluetooth headphones. So. In the end, still useful. It's not going to be sold away. But I've used it, and I, it's actually pretty good. It, it for at least me, I've heard some people like say they've had issues with the pairing system initially, but um, I had no problems pairing. I actually think the volume is like dumb loud, <laughs> like even louder than my typical Bluetooth earbuds get with on other devices. I really like it, and it's kind of cool. For me, it's nice because when I pull out my Switch on the bus, I don't have to pull out the fucking adapter and plug it in. It's just nice to just go to the systems and just and just connect the device there. Uh, it's super simple. Uh, the only I think downside is that you can only have up to two wireless controllers plugged in, uh, like active while Bluetooth headphones. And that might have to do with like bandwidth and stuff like that. So like it's not perfect. So maybe go ahead and use that. Maybe the Bluetooth adapter isn't a bad thing. But to me, if you're using Bluetooth headphones, you're not gonna be using. If you're using Bluetooth headphones. You're um you're not gonna be playing with a lot of people. You're primarily gonna be playing by yourself. Um, at least that's yeah. my opinion on it. Um, you may differ, but that's that's what I think. But so far, having as somebody who's actually who's able to use this, it's God. It took them long enough, and it's probably more so because the the Switch OLED is coming out as well in three weeks. Um, I think it's timely in tune with that. I think I think it's cool. I think it's great. It works fine. It yeah, works great. Yeah. I've heard some people say there's, like, some latency and, like, the audio quality differs depending on the Bluetooth headphones you wear. It, it, that's, that's, but, that's everything. Right, exactly. Yeah, that, that's, that's, yeah, that's, I, like... I can confirm this because um, I have uh, Apple AirPods and I connected those to my Switch. And uh, there was a bit of uh, uh, audio stuttering, like a bit of fuzz um, in the audio. Yeah, yeah I, I have uh, these ones. Um, they're called J-Labs. I just bought at Walmart and... Um, there, there was, uh, um, there is a delay, but there's always going to be some, co- like, unless you've been, like, a lot of money for Bluetooth headphones, there's always going to be someone to like, because you're not, it's not like a cable, you're, it's literally traveling over something that's not, that's not there, so yeah. you just gotta, you just gotta adapt, and I adapted over the years, so get with it, losers. Well, you don't have to All adapt right. anymore, now it's native. Exactly. <laughs> well, natively adapt. Okay. Okay. Um... Sticking with Nintendo, we have some Monster Hunter announcements, which I'm surprised I didn't think of this. Um, it's so I, cute. I definitely said, yeah, I definitely said Okami was coming, uh, but coming to uh, Mega Man, not coming to Mega <laughs> Man, coming to Monster Hunter Rise is Mega Man 11. They actually reference specifically Mega Man 11, which is nice. Rush the dog is going to be a Palico costume for Mega Man 11. He has the the Jet Rot, the Jet uh, Rush. Uh, the jet, um, the rush jump, the rush jet, the rush coil. Yeah, rush coil. Um, that's what it is. There was another one here, and he and, looks uh, so good. He's a good boy. Um, the best robot dog. Best boy. Uh, so now you can have Okami, or uh, Amaterasu, and Rush as your dog companions in this game. Do Monster you have to choose Rise. one or the other, or can you have both? 
You can have both. You can have both, but it's beneficial to have a palico and a dog. Okay. So you're gonna have to choose. Um, but hey, sometimes Okami fans are not necessarily a Mega Man fan, so it appeals to everybody. You can. You, the problem is, I am a fan of both, so that's the pro. That's the personal problem right there. Um, but yeah, this this is coming. I believe it's it's out now, so it's you could go ahead do the quest. Um, and then there's another Capcom collab coming. Uh, sometime in the fall, so between now and November, I wonder. They Akuma was great, uh, Okami was great, and now Rush. I don't even. I I can't wait to see what they got. Uh, I love that Capcom is continuing to support this game. Just monsters. Can we can we get? We're we gonna get new monsters. <laughs> Rise got a lot of monsters. Or World got a lot of monsters. Let's go with the monsters. But even if we don't get monsters, this game is so fun to play. I need to go back to it at some point. Uh, but I, hey, I played over almost two hundred hours of it, so I feel like I'm justified. By taking a break from it. Yeah. So cool with that. Hell yeah. All right, moving on to something else. Great Sticking segue. with Nintendo Switch still. This is just a Nintendo Switch line of fucking news. Um, it's on everything. Well, like, specifically, this is, like, headline for Switch. So that's why for I sure, said, yeah. like, you know, Switch. So we heard about this a while ago. But apparently that a Castlevania Advanced Collection has been rated by Australia's classification board. And this time, that was last time, this time it's pocketed in Taiwan. And basically confirms that the games are coming to Nintendo Switch. Um, and it, it doesn't list the games. Um, assumably the games would be Circle of the Moon, Harmony Distance, Art of Sorrow. Time will tell if the DS Adventures would get a similar collection as well. So that, that would be cool. Um, because a lot of people yeah. love those GBA Castlevania games. I never played them. Aria of Sorrow was yeah, really, like, they're, they're all fine, but Circle of the Moon was, like, a launch title. It's a little rough to go back to. It's very much, like, classic Castlevania, but also still kind of ugly. Like, they were figuring out what the GBA could do. Harmony of Distance is fine, but it plays more like traditional Castlevania than, like, the, you know, Metroidvania style of, um, Symphony of the Night. Aria of Sorrow is one of the best Metroidvania games ever made. Um, honestly, I think it's better than Dawn of Sorrow, the sequel on DS. Oh, yeah. DS had weird touch controls. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of that in Dawn of Sorrow, but there was enough to be annoying. Um, but the the DS games are all like pretty solid Metroidvania-type things. Um, the Game Boy Advance, I think, is when they were like transitioning from traditional Castlevania to you know Metroidvania. Um, so those first two titles are just okay, in my opinion. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, come on, Konami, fucking put Symphony Night on Switch, please. Put Rondo Blood Symphony Night on Switch. Why is it only Do on PS4? Something. It's dumb. That is so dumb at this point. Put those games on Switch. That's what I'm waiting for. We already have classic, the classic ones. I'm thankful for that. Those are great. I, you know, fucking put, fucking put. Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood on Switch. There Let was that kind of like bad Switch Symphony of the Night HD that they put on PS4, um, and I thought it was like a like a uh, timed exclusive and would go everywhere. But it seems like it just kind no, of it's, it's, came it's and just, went. Just stay there. Yeah, yeah. It's just there still. And like, it's, it's not dumb. a great version, but like, if you know, for a system that's never had it, that would be huge. Yeah, I, I want Sim- for Rondo of Blood. I want Symphony Night. I just want Rondo of Blood. Symphony Night, I love Symphony Night, but I want to play Rondo of Blood, because that's the best 2D Castlevania game. They should do the, the, like, the PSP thing. That was like the Rondo of Blood 3D, and it had unlockable Symphony no. of the Night in it. 
No, I don't want. I don't want PSP Rondo. No, it's okay. It looks ugly. It does, but you only have to play when through like the first level to, the, to unlock to... Seven Day of the Night. So you know, right? That that's fine. I'd rather just just you, you, when you already have a version of Rondo of Blood that I can play, which is the original uh, Turbo Graphics or PC Engine version. I'd rather have that than sure. the schmugly. And I own the PSP to play. That I own that, but I want to play it on Switch. That's the problem. I want to play it on Switch. Yeah, it's just a matter of would you rather play Mega Man X or Mega Man X uh, the PSP remake? Exactly. Maverick Hunter. Do X. they play? Do they play fine? Yes. yes, but Maverick Hunter X looks like shit compared to Maverick to to Mega Man X on the Super Nintendo. That's not There's a fact totally similar comparison because Maverick Hunter X like mixes up some of the item locations and like boss tactics and stuff. Um, but it looks like ass compared to it, the SNES It doesn't original. look great. But I'm just saying, so like, Rondor of Blood is basically the same game, but in 3D. Right. And it looks like ass. Yeah. Okay. Literally, literally ass. And it doesn't play as well. Like, it, the the controls no, don't it feel good. They're kind of chunky. Yeah, it feels I good. only played it to so, unlock Symphony of the Night. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys ready for some Marvel, baby? It's so Marvel, uh, baby? Obviously, free hashtag free MVC two has been trending thanks to Maximilian Dude. All sorts of uh, free uh, amazing art and supporters come out. Digital Eclipse, the people responsible for uh, kind of giving retro, getting HD collections of recent games, has uh, said they would do it. Uh, you fucking saw uh, free MVC two at a uh, wrestling event, which is really cool. Um, and now it seems like. There's knock on wood, right? Because this is only step one. This is according to Game Rant. Disney and Capcom are reportedly in communication to bring back Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Hell with, yeah. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, New Age of Heroes, is a game that holds significant influence in the fighting game community. This game pitted iconic characters in both the Marvel comics and Capcom's games into an incredible polished experience. This crossover involved team-based battles with beautiful music and sprite work. It's been held as one of the best fighting games of all time, making several appearances at the fighting game tournament Evo. Marvel, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 has been delisted for the last decade, which has lasted an entire which started an entire campaign to bring this game back. Uh, and of course, I talked about free MVC 2. Uh, of course, I talked about Digital Eclipse saying that we would love to work on it. You know, we just got to get to uh, talking to like they just got to get them talking. In a recent interview with Shack News, uh, Mika brings further thoughts to the table regarding to how a possible re-release could happen. Um, as stated earlier in the video, there has been some communication between Capcom and Disney, and the companies have seen the com- campaign's online presence. He then addressed one of the hurdles fans expected regarding re-release, being the possible bad blood between the two companies. The stigma mostly stems from Marvel's Capcom Infinite's troubled development. Due to the overly controlling nature of its roster ca- or character portrayals, Mika shoots down his theory, stating that if any of these employees were at the co- or at either company, they, still w- they wouldn't stay there in order to continue feeling this hostility. Uh, and of course, it goes more into. But I, it's. It, I mean, I've said it before. Like, I really hope we're getting something. Not to mention, I didn't put this in the news because I don't want to like drown this show in Street Fighter stuff. But in in fucking two weeks, Capcom has released uh, two costumes uh, related to Marvel vs. Capcom in Cyber Akuma, which was a bo- a secret boss character in X Men vs. Street Fighter. And uh, Ruby Rose, who was a character in Marvel vs. Capcom 2, uh, 
Uh, she didn't have her own game, but that was where she was from, and a lot of people remember her, and she was given a costume in Street Fighter V. So obviously those costumes have been in development for a while, you can't just make it up. But the timing is one thing. You can choose when to release something, and the timing is conspicuous. They're, they definitely, yeah, right? at, least, at least know something's going on. At least people want it. It is a crime that Marvelous Capcom 2 has been unplayable for over a decade, and God, I, I honestly, I would love MVC2 to come back, because... I, uh, number one, I want to mop the floor with you guys in MVC two. Number two, uh, I really hope MVC. Two, it's not just MVC two. Give us Marvel vs. Capcom one. Give us X Men: Children of the Atom. Give us X Men vs. Street Fighter. Uh, give us Marvel superheroes. Give us all all that on one big Marvel vs. collection. I guarantee you, people would buy it just for MVC two alone. And, and like Norm, I want Marvel vs. Capcom one because God, the soundtrack in that game is so good. And even though the roster yeah, isn't really as big, it's nearly fun. So I'm hoping that we're hopefully at some point, either before the end of this, I hopefully this time a year from now, we are all playing Marvel vs. Capcom two again. I really hope so. Yeah, man. I have, yes. This is one of the big games from my high school days, and I would love to see this game be active again. I have, I have, I have a question. Um, isn't Ruby Rose the chick that quit back woman? No, uh, Ruby. No, I think it's Ruby, it's Ruby Heart. There you go. It's Ruby Heart. Rose Heart. Similar, similar looking objects. They look like hearts. Ruby okay. Heart. I'm sorry. I didn't know if that was um, a coincidence Rose, name I or say what. Ru- I, I say I said Rose because the character costume that's getting the Ruby Heart costume is named Rose. That's probably why I said Rose. Oh, okay. Um, that's so, funny. So there you go. That's probably what. That's why I said that. It's a little confusing. I honestly thought okay. you were so, being yeah. serious, and it was just the same name. No, 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 no. It's Ruby Heart. So yeah, she and shout out to Capcom for the attention to the detail on that costume. Um, uh, I see you talking shit in the <laughs> chat, though. All right, you, you, dog. Yeah, okay. I would love to fight against Lowe and Marvel. You know that I don't watch. I don't watch. I don't watch Naruto. But that that scene where the guy took <laughs> off the leg weights and they were wearing a hundred pounds. That's uh, what you're gonna be in. Scene. That's what you're gonna be in for next time, Lowe. I'm just putting that out there right now. Okay, you're gonna make me. You're gonna. You're now. I'm actively gonna practice. Um, okay. Let's that move on. You still lose. <laughs> Put up or shut up, Justin. <laughs> Hey, ah! I have Marvel 2 on my arcade cabinet right out there. I could practice. Practice. I look I forward to, to I look forward to I look forward to whooping your ass when MVC2 gets released. I'm saying that right now. Um I look forward to whooping your ass. Okay. Uh we got our final bit of news, which I'm surprised none of you put this here earlier, but maybe I'm the only SpongeBob fan here. I hate SpongeBob. Um uh, SpongeBob SquarePants is getting a new game. Uh, this is this actually continue, uh, coincident tied in with THQ Nordic uh, celebrating, I think, their 10th, 15th? They were selling an anniversary milestone, which I'm surprised it's not here. Um, but this is sort of like the big thing to come out of it. There wasn't a lot of SpongeBob big news Sp- from it. I didn't feel the need to share. And this is uh, SpongeBob The Cosmic Shake. And this is, I think, being touted as like a direct sequel to uh, the uh, most recently HD remastered SpongeBob uh, The Battle for Be- Bikini Autumn Rehydrated. So, Which itself I was mean, a remake I, of an I, older I, game. So I guess they exactly, were like feeling yeah. out interest. Um, ex- it's pretty ex- much the Crash 4 of SpongeBob games. Exactly. I really want to play it at some point because I love SpongeBob and it looks like a fun 3D platformer. I heard the original um, yeah. was good and the remake was just as good. So I mean, 
you know, take that for what you will. Yeah, this is just a pre-cut. Tra- this is definitely just like a uh, a trailer. It doesn't really show gameplay, anything, or in-game footage. Um, but it definitely looks fun, and it looks like you're going to be doing the like, kind of time traveling shenan- uh, shenanigans. Maybe their version of uh, Ratchet and Clank's a rift into uh, rift apart or whatever it's called, um, or Crash Four. Oh yeah, or Crash Four. Yeah, too. It's about time. Yeah, yeah time so, travels like uh, so in right now. It's super fast. Yeah, it's almost as if it's been. It's almost as it's been around since like the forties. Yeah. Um, all right. The it's cosmic. Ironically sh- timeless. Yeah. The cosmic shake. All right. So look forward to that. I I I'll, I still need to play Battle for Bikini, for Bikini Bottom at some point and just relive SpongeBob nostalgia. I love SpongeBob. Oh, they did I, also I could, announce yeah, uh, Destroy All Humans Two, which unlike the oh, first game okay. that was like I think just a remaster, this is like an actual remake. The first one might have been a remake too. I don't know, but the point is, it probably another destroy all humans, which is cool. I guess that first okay. one did pretty well. I just say that because the trailer came up after SpongeBob. Um, like I said, the THQ wasn't anything huge. But. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, there you go. There's the news, everybody. Now it's time to move on to the final part of the show, which is Justin. This is your topic. So I'm going to shoot this Unless you say it. Oh, I was just doing a drum roll. Um, it is turning a non-RPG series into its RPG spinoff. Basically. Yes. It's in the title. Just, you know what we're talking about. So basically, so starting obviously what Super Mario did, obviously started in 1985. Oh, this cute little platformer. Okay, obviously Mario didn't start in 1985. Don't kill me for that. Cute little platformer. You know, Game Boy, Super Nintendo sequels, and NES sequels, worldwide phenomenon. Then in 1990, what, five? When did Mario Six? RPG come out? 95, 96? I think it was yeah, 96. Was, 96. was it the same year as the 64 yeah. came out? Really? There, there was a long cool. life on the SNES after the 64 came out. Well, yeah. I mean, I know Kirby Dreamland 3 didn't come out until 97. Mm-hmm. That's the last, like... Donkey Kong uh, Country 3 uh, first came out after the N64. Um, yeah, 90, yeah, ninety six. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, it's just weird to think about. Mm-hmm. I, I assumed it came out in ninety five for some reason, but no, Chrono Trigger came out in ninety five. So there's no reason Square would release like a big RPG like that uh, so soon. Um, so yeah, uh, so we're gonna pick a game, or maybe if you guys have several games of what would you think would make a good get a good RPG spinoff? And if you want to go in details how you can do it, how you want to do it, go for that. Uh, Justin, since this is your topic, I'm gonna give you the first court. Go for it, buddy. Okay, so this topic came about because I kind of did, like, the Zelda RPG thing already last week with, like, turning a game into another genre. And it got me thinking about, like, what other games would be fun to make RPGs. So obviously I'm not going to do Zelda again. Um, And I want to make it clear that, like, there's multiple kinds of RPGs out there. So, like, you know, we could be pitching, like, a tactics-style game, like strategy RPG, or turn-based... Or, I guess, technically action RPG, but that's kind of a gray area, because a lot of games call themselves an action RPG if they just, like, have a skill tree um, and, like, a level-up system or whatever. But what what I would like to see... Like, the problem is a lot of my favorite series already are RPGs, and we're specifically focusing on non-RPG series. So, like, by default, you'd think I would want to go with, like, Mario or something, but that already has RPGs. Or, like, Metroid, but I don't think that would really work. Uh, maybe as a strategy RPG, but, eh, not really. Um, so, what I would actually like to see is a Kirby RPG. 
Huh. Um, I, I was between two different things. It was either Kirby or Ratchet and Clank. Um, and I think I'd, I'd have more fun with Kirby. So, in this case, it would be essentially, um, like, instead of kind of a magic system, you would steal powers from enemies. So, like, you would have, like, a like a suck button or whatever. And you would try... So, like, basically, Kirby would be, like, your blue mage. Um, but it's, like, a perpetual system where... In battle, like, an action you can do is to, you know, steal power from the enemy. Um, and then you can use their power against them in combat. Uh, there would be other party members also, like, Meta Knight would be kind of your traditional, like, combat, or your traditional, I mean, knight character. Um, with, like, a time-based, I'm thinking, like, Paper Mario style here, where each kind of character plays differently. Um, and... Meta Knight, you would have to, like, uh, time your attacks correctly to get, like, kind of a combo system out of it. Um, I don't think you would have the DD as a party member. I think he would be the villain. Uh, we'd probably have some new characters, but I think, like, what, what is her name? Al- Adeline? Adelaide? The painter one. Um, oh, shit, I forget her name. I think she would I have be no fun idea. if you think of, like, Realm in uh, Final Fantasy VI. And how she could kind of like essentially use magic as like a like a painter. So like the different spells are you know variations of um, of different paintings or whatever. That kind of idea. And then, <laughs> sorry, Songbird's just uh, gifted. Yeah, she just, she just dropped. Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah. That's... Join us live at twitch.tv says zero score if you want to be part of this awesomeness. Holy crap. That's so nice. And we don't usually like acknowledge the chat during the podcast, but that's so nice. Like I can't help it, but stop for a second. Thank you. Um But anyway, so Yeah. I think Kirby would be a lot of fun. Um I don't know exactly how like all the characters would play in. Like I said, I think there'd be some new characters, like kind of the, you know, Mallow Geno style if we're going back to Mario RPG. Um, and I don't know really how the story would play out or anything, but I do picture it being more like a um, a Paper Mario type thing where you have some platforming elements to it. Um, but it's translating the Kirby concept of like copy abilities to a turn-based combat system. Um, it just sounds interesting to me. Because my other thought was going to be Mega Man. And I was like, well, I mean, we kind of already have that with, like, Mega Man Battle Network. Yes. Yeah, and uh, Mega Man X Command, Command Mission. Mission. Like, I think that would work really well. And it does. I mean, we've had it. So, I gotta jump back to Kirby. So, yeah. Tyler. Um, this came to me because we were recently talking about... Uh, Battle for the Grid getting in this uh, season. So um, my uh, game series, or rather a series in general, that I would turn into an RPG would probably be Power Rangers. Uh, I feel like that would be a cool idea. Like, they're kind of a team force already. Uh, it doesn't have to specifically be Mighty Morphin or any of these other series. It could be, like, its own thing. Like, you can make up these uh, new rangers, like, just have their origins, have them gradually <laughs> uh, join the party... Just do, like, 
three or five uh, team party members. Uh, they could all have their own classes. Like the Red Ranger could be like the All Rounder. Uh, the Black or Green Ranger could be like the Warrior type. Pink Ranger would probably be the Healer. Stuff like that. Um, I'm kind of thinking of. I'm, I'm kind of thinking it would be like a Final Fantasy VII kind of deal, where uh, they would kind of have, like, super attacks, but instead of having individual supers, they would, like, band together and uh, make all their weapons into one for a giant fuck you laser, like in uh, Mighty Morphin. So that'd be pretty cool. And they'd fight all sorts of different monsters, uh, like the stuff that you would see in the show. Because... They have a wide variety of monsters, in case you couldn't tell, and that would be fodder for good RPG enemies, I would think. And of course, you'd be you'd be fighting all the putties and stuff, or any uh, of the foot soldiers from any of the series, really. So, I feel like that would be a good RPG series. All right, here's mine, and here's a wild one, and I I, I have to think about it for a while. Soul Caliber. Should get an RPG. Oh, cool. oh that could, actually, yeah. The, the the game just lends itself. You got a huge cast of characters. They don't even have to be all of them, but you have so many different varieties that could fill a class. That could be a class. You know, Mitsurugi. Um, you know, Song Mina. You have all these different characters that could apply to something. And of course, the so- the lore of Soul Calibur is already rich. And you know, try to find you know like whoever like trying to defeat Nightmare or some shit like that. I feel like. That would lend itself, and I would kind of try to make it like not necessarily a turn based. Like, part of me wants to do it like Octopath Traveler, like you know, turn based, and you get cool looking sprites of of like Mitsurugi and Nightmare and all those, and uh, and especially Valdo, because um, gotta gotta get Valdo in there. But I would try to make it like a more three D like Tales of game where it's mm. more three D environment, so you could kind of try to replicate. Like a Soul Calibur feeling, like like maybe even have like a like certain sections where you can shove the opponent off your enemies off cliffs and stuff like that. Um, but like you can you can equip skills or you can do magic or stuff like that. I I think I just think that would be neat, and you can literally travel the world looking for Soul Edge. Like that would be so cool. I I honestly think that would be the coolest outcome of everything. Um, my other guilty my other guilty pleasure. This is this is a quick one. It's never going to happen, but I want a Super Smash Brothers RPG. Like, just, you take the roster of Super Smash Brothers, you sprite it down, you make a dumb story out of it, you make the characters talk to each other, and then turn base up to four party members per thing. I think that would be neat. And honestly, I only do it just because I want to write the dialogue interactions between the characters. That's the only reason I want it, because that's the best part of RPGs is when your party gets to know each other and you talk to them besides battle mechanics and stuff like that. It would just be like old school. Like, okay. You could even just your, do Substance Emissary again, but with turn based combat. Exactly. And just, just more interactivity between the characters and, like, you know, imply that they know each other and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like,. That would be so cool, but yeah. So that those are mine. Soul Calibur, and it, it kind of already lends itself in there with, with how the franchise is as, as it is. And like Soul Calibur is popular; like people love Soul Calibur. So I, I, yeah. I feel like a spinoff, an RPG spinoff, you know, and t- marketed that way would definitely uh, could get around. And especially what you could do is honestly, this is this is the key signet to how Shamifa work. You wouldn't play as say Mitsurugi or any of those characters. What does Soul Calibur like love for besides its roster? It's create a character. 
It's considered by many to have the greatest creative character in anything. That would, you, would, you are literally the hero in Soul Calibur. You are the one fighting Soul Edge, and you're on an RPG adventure with these and you're fi- with these characters. You're fighting against these characters. Like that to me is it would be the coolest part, uh, honestly. So it's Marvel Midnight Suns, yeah, but with Soul Calibur characters. Yeah, exactly. You get ex- exactly, but not card based. Um, action. It's basically Namco X uh, Capcom, the Japanese only RPG. What? But you create the character like. Uh, like yeah, it yeah. It's like it was it was the game before Project Cross Zone. Um, oh, okay. Um, huh. but basically, like you would create your character, you would choose like you would like a Soul Calibur game. These are the move sets you can pick from based on the characters in the game. Design your armor, and as you progress through the journey, you unlock cosmetics to change your character and stuff like that. In addition to recruiting like fighters from the Soul Calibur roster, and the tail system would still work because yeah. you kind of like you slot skills into your your you know buttons. To create combos, exactly. That'd be cool. And you, uh, to me, you would, uh, to me, you would, unlike Guardians of the Galaxy, where you can't switch between the other characters, you could switch between the other characters. And you know, me, I would like have you do like super team of attacks and shit like that. But there you go. So yeah, that that's what I would. Those are my picks. Soul Calibur and Super Smash Brothers. Super Smash Brothers, not as likely to happen. But I, I feel like Soul Calibur, if you pitch it right, and I think I just did, I think I think it could, I think it could go over well. And you go over extremely I'd well. buy the shit out of that. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. That is going to do it for tonight's show. So uh, let's go ahead and pass the buck around. Justin, where can the lovely people find you? Uh, you can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch. Um, like I said, I put out my, uh, my full run of the Super Metroid Randomizer on YouTube. Aside from that, I haven't been doing much. Aside from, you know, like, still streaming um, on Thursday nights, where we're continuing our Four Swords adventures. We had no technical issues last week. It was just kind of a slog to get through some of those levels. Um, but it's still really fun, and I have I, I enjoy it a lot. So, check that out. Before I pass on to Tyler, shoutouts to Mirage Leonardo in the chat. Uh, he says they think Donkey Kong Country series, uh, but make it Mario and Luigi RPGs type series, Ooh, yeah. or maybe a Transformers RPG based on the That'd comics. Cool. Yeah, I would. Oh my god, to be able to play as like Mario and Luigi, but it's Donkey and Diddy. Hell yeah, the combinations yeah, right? would be great. That was actually like Fuck I had yeah. I had a thought like doing Donkey Kong instead, but it was probably going to be like a tactics RPG. I didn't think of the Mario Luigi like tag team stuff. That's really yeah, cool. That just that just yeah exactly. And then like you could like theoretically switch out between Dixie and the other Kongs yeah. as well too. Um, you choose like, you, the two Donkey you take in. The, exactly. No, to me, Donkey would be the primary one you work off because he's like the uh. only real heavy you want to play as, and you can play as Dixie, Donkey, or, Crank- or even Cranky too. Um, and day and of course I would have David Weiss do the music because it's not Donkey Kong Country game. Unless it's either David Weiss or Grant Kirkhope doing the music, so mm-hmm. uh, oh, I think oh, I want that now. Yeah. I want that game now. Jesus Christ! Thank you, uh, Leonardo eighty four uh, Mirage Leonardo. Shoutouts to uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Tyler, uh, where can the lovely people find you? You can follow me on Twitter. Hey, it's that Ty. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home of Tiger Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your and my pleasure. Also, on Charge Gamecast, Ben and I are currently doing Cinema Shot, where we basically review movies from the DC Cinematic Universe. We just recorded uh, for uh, Suicide Squad Hell to Pay, so mm. check that out when it drops next uh, later this week. 
All right, and of course you can uh, follow me on twitter.com slash Marvelous Iggy for all things related to the Marvelous one. And of course I stream four, four times a week <laughs> at twitch.tv slash Iggy2014. Sundays, at, Sundays, Saturdays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, all at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And, um, all, and of course we're playing The Ascent. I was playing Transformers, but I'm trying to be Mass Effect 2 for before October hits. Um... So we play Mass Effect 2 on Sundays and Tuesdays until the end of the month. And hopefully I beat the game in time. And, of course, Wednesdays are Grandia. And October, I have October planned. I have my lineup games planned. I'm going to do a sub-goal to, uh, if, if, it, if I hit the sub-goal, I will play Super Goals and Ghosts for you guys. Because I, I obviously care about you guys that much that I'm willing to suffer for about five. I will play it for a minimum four hours. I am not even kidding. I will play Super Great Goals man. and Ghosts for, I won't beat it because I'm not that good. I will play for a minimum of four hours, nonstop. Okay. All right. And, of course, go to ChartShot.com for all things related to ChartShot, including this show you listen to. You can also, as Tyler alluded to, to Cinema Shot. You can also listen to the show me and Tyler did before this, which was Atomic Shot, where we reviewed every single Godzilla movie. Also, you can do enjoy the wrestling watch-alongs. Uh, coming up this uh, week will be Spring Stampede 1999, and I shit you not, I broke Thomas in laughter and possibly, according to him, my greatest character yet. So, look for, if you if you listen to it at all, listen to the main event part when we talk about the Four Corners match for the WCW Heavyweight title, I literally break Thomas. It was a good show overall between me and him. We had fun with it, even though the show itself wasn't that great. It was, it was fun to do it with him anyways. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you all back next week, same time, same Zero Score channel. I'm the Marvelous Iggy. These are these two lovely dudes. Until next time, guys, stay charged. Have a good night, everybody.